I've caught you on the floor, on your side, like this. Oh, I was that's the dungeon. Yep. I was sick for a while, so I was wearing like pajama pants, and I would have like my hoodie up like this and be on the ground working. <laughs> looks like I'm doing cool magic. You're not. You're not doing cool magic. Have we... You, you started recording already, didn't you? Of course. That's how it works. <laughs> It'd be really cool if we had like a Britney Spears sort of setup in here. What do you mean by that? Like a headset. We could have our little mics right here and then we could um, dance while okay. recording. I could wear a half shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you look great in a half shirt. I've tried that. It doesn't actually work very well. No. <laughs> no. Weird. It's not... Per- it's not my best look. We have a guest with us today. Yep. <laughs> so why don't we try for some semblance of professionalism? Okay. We've got seven behind the boards doing professional <laughs> editing. <laughs> my name is Mike. I'm Liam. I'm Steph. And with us today, we have Guru Roberg. How'd I do? Pretty good. That's good? Not bad at all. Uh, I'm getting better. You want me to say it? Yeah. You should say it. I'm going to say it. It's Guru Röberg. Guru Röberg. Tricky Norwegian name. And you're from Norway. You just gave that away. Just did. And this has been a fun week. Mm -hmm. So you are here with the... I'm going to tell it. The Norwegian, the Bergen Design Cluster? Yes. The Bergen Design Cluster. Correct. And they were all, they were all in our office mm-hmm. yesterday, about 20 of them, and we talked for a couple of hours. And they are here, you are here, to take a look at what's going on in Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and to bring some of that with you to Bergen. Yeah. All right. And you visited other places, too. Yep. So where else have you been? So we spent a day at Stanford. We spent a day with... At the D school. At the D school. Talked to some of the guys who took what they learned there and started an incubator, of course. We talked to Radican. We talked to Autodesk today. Um, Center for Care Innovation. We're going to be talking to Center for Future Future Studies, you know, something like that. Tomorrow. That, that's that's appropriate. That it, that it fu- is appropriate. Future studies is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfectly laid out. No, so we're just meeting a bunch of companies and seeing an IDEO. An IDEO, not to mention IDEO. It's uh, so it, it's we got a good good mix, good mix of, uh, of companies, and basically we're just here to try to figure out is there something happening here that we can uh, apply to our own economy, really, like, or avoid. Mm-hmm. Or avoid. You were very insistent on that yesterday. That's what we talked about yesterday. Exactly. Was uh, that depressing? We we all uh, we all wanted to go to the bridge after. <laughs> uh, I oh, I talked them God. out of it. Okay. Good job. Well done. Yeah. I save lives every day. Every day. <laughs> Apparently. That's what you do. Boy, so I I wasn't in there, Mike. You you were pretty. Um, was he was he a little bit morose? Yeah. Uh, oh. In, oh. in a beautiful way, in a, in a wonderful way, really, because it allows us to. It's like a Leonard Cohen album, <laughs> Liam. <laughs> yeah, you need to be, you need to see the beauty uh, and the terror. Wow. Uh, and no, and he was. It was good to come here because then we get uh, drawn, like pulled away from the whole prototyping, ideation, creation, da 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 da, like. Always thinking about developing products as a as a means of design, rather to see a, a fuller picture of what design can do. So basically, we're talking about social social responsibility uh, and how we all have a collective responsibility in applying our design skills in whichever way we can in shaping the world we want to be living in. Really, so I thought that was good to kind of give us a, a different type of perspective on what design can be doing for us. The Jiminy Cricket of Silicon Valley. Jiminy Cricket slash Leonard Cohen. Yeah. That that does sound like a... a God, that would be a great movie. Is it like a buddy cop movie? <laughs> so that does sound like a like a, a larger, more rich worldview than, you know, like making products. Yeah, because we've been obsessed about stories about like go to market, test, go to market, like the, the whole... And I think that is... 
uh, helpful in an important way of how we work with design. It's but also it has this very it's a very classical way of thinking about how we apply design and uh, like the whole methodology of that. And I think uh, I think it's also limiting. I think it's limiting. Like if we focus too hard on that way of of working, I think we're missing out on a lot of opportunities to do bigger things. So we get to we get to tap into both, and, and that's what we that's what we want for this trip, really. So yesterday I got in even more trouble. Yeah, you did. Because oh, yeah, no. so. Yesterday, there was a reception at the Norwegian council's home, which was lovely, by the way. It's a lovely home. I, I so often don't get the chance to go to Pacific Heights for the evening. We had a good time. It was it, The food was great. Three kinds of salmon. Three kinds of salmon. Whoa. There are kinds of salmon? There's all, it's Norway. There's always kinds of salmon. Ooh. Fish everywhere. Uh-huh. I'm going to Norway for the first time in the summer, so I'm excited to I know. Uh, have lots yeah, of salmon. Don't, don't, don't jump the schedule here we'll talk we'll talk about that in a second do you have an agenda okay i always have an agenda where's your post-its never write your agenda down my dad was a bookie (laughs) 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 never write anything down so so we we went to the we went to the the norwegian council's home Mm -hmm. lovely person by the way i think we're gonna uh we're we're gonna look in on her we're going to see her leave. soon. We're going to see her soon. Uh, and uh, the other companies that you talked to were there as well. Mm-hmm. And we had a spirited discussion. Sure did. We had a spirited discussion about oh, design boy. thinking. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I wasn't there, but I, I do know the, this, this timbre of conversation that Mike sometimes has. So did, did, uh, did that go well? That came across. Spirited. That, yeah. That notion came across. Pretty clearly, <laughs> I would say. I wasn't going to say anything. I was trying so hard to be a good host, uh, a good guest. You were for for the most part. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, and wh- what and, did I say? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> oh, a great I think sign. They're, <laughs> they're also aware of this. <laughs> it's it's summed up like this. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Yeah, it's not a thing. Does and, I also, think? and also in that volume of uh, and tone of voice. Yeah, I think. Oh, I didn't yell. Did I yell? I, I, it was. Uh, it was loud. You might have been emphatic. You were emphatic. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> luckily the people in the room are experts in uh, empathizing with you, so I'm sure they are able to come <laughs> up with beautiful new prototyped ideas that they can ideate on and create I, and prototype and test for you to. Avoid that in the future, if, I that, remember, if that's what you want. So I remember starting with a really good analogy. Yeah, the comic books. Yeah, I asked people if, if anybody there liked comic books. And and the, 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 a couple of people like raised their hand. Like, oh, yeah, comic books, comic books, comic books. And then somebody took the bait and said graphic novels. I knew it. Oh, I God, right? God right? damn it. This is like one of your three things that you say. <laughs> Three things. Wow. You mentioned when, when, like two years ago when I interviewed to work here, we talked about graphic novels. Not yeah. a few. They're not, it's hate speech. I know. Oh my graphic God. novels is hate speech. So is design thinking. This is the second That's... time I'm going to talk about my interview at Mule today. Okay. You asked me three questions. It was, um, how would I buy ice cream for a group? Do I use the word comic book or graphic novel? And do I cut my donuts in half? Those are the three questions you had Those for me. Those are three very important questions. <laughs> <laughs> Mike has a lot of themes. <laughs> so, so question number one is about whether you make decisions or try to achieve consensus. Question number two is whether you use whether whether uh, you're a direct communicator or whether you use bullshit phrases. <laughs> and question number three is just I can't stand anybody who will only eat half a donut. <laughs> just commit, commit I made to some, the donut. Someone did that. I made them take the other half. Good. There's no donut. value in moderation. Well, there is, but it's a donut. I mean, it's already in a moderated shape. <laughs> it's a donut. <laughs> it's so a, so I, I wouldn't get the job is what you're as, saying. Which one would you fail? Probably the last one. The donut? It's so, it's, that's a lot of donut. It's donuts a donut. Is, it's, yeah, it's well, donut. then I I would I would cut it in half and I'd share it. So do you do you ever get the urge to eat a donut? Rarely, but if I did, but if I'd, you prob- did, <laughs> I'd right. probably cut it in half. So that's not an urge to eat a donut. <laughs> that's an urge to eat half a donut. No, I think it's more an, an urge to be liked because I share. 
Oh. No, leaving something behind is not sharing. No, I understand. This is a strategic half a donut. Huh. What you're what you're doing is you get half a donut and you also get a strategic advantage mm-hmm. in someone else's donut allegiance. I get a friend. Right. See, I'm like the donut scavenger in the office. Like if anyone cuts something in half, I go and grab it. Like the leftover unwanted half, I eat it. Donut hyena. Hyena. <laughs> I'm more like a raccoon. <laughs> like I just go like through the kitchen until I find not, things to eat. <laughs> we're not doing video stuff. I'm just going to keep making okay. raccoon hands. Okay. So can we get back to last night, please? Let's do. Okay. Okay. So I made I made the comic book analogy. Mm-hmm. I don't think design thinking is a thing. It's not a thing. It's just called design. And at one point I asked, I was talking to the IDEO guy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. Just Kevin. the IDEO guy. All right. Whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> making friends all over town. Yep. And I asked, I think it was, maybe it was somebody else. I don't know. Um, we beep out name in case it wasn't great. Um, let's just beep his name out completely. I asked him what the difference was be- be- between design and design thinking. And they didn't have an answer. Hmm. You also asked the question, can you design without thinking? And someone said yes. Well, that's just wrong. That's just stupid. So, I mean, the, the design thinking was a phrase that, that was invented by, by sales reps to charge twice as much for something. Please explain. It's what? for people who don't. So I just want to know the history. Right. So if people don't understand the value of design, uh-huh. you have two options. In, and you sell design. You have two options in front of you. You can either try to teach the value of design. Okay. Or you can come up with a whole nother thing that sounds, you know, that that sounds more important than design. Okay. So you're underserving the the you're underserving design when you do that. You're underselling it because this thing that we do, this thing that we do is pretty powerful. It's baked into the DNA of the universe, Liam. It's existed for billions of years. All right. The universe is designed. It's designed to work a certain way. Really? Yes. <sighs> <laughs> I hope that noise that Steph makes comes across over the mic. <laughs> oh, it came across over here. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. The universe is designed? Yeah. I think we're like cracking up in a different can. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. No, we're not. We're just cracking open an old can the right way. Anyway, we're not here to talk to me. We're here to talk to our guest. <laughs> what has happened already in this show? So is this what, is this what it was like last night? Uh, no, last night was much more brutal. Oh, okay. <laughs> How Great. was it brutal? So, so I, so I walked away from that thinking, well, that went well, and maybe this is something that happens to me a lot. So I have an interaction with somebody, and I walk away thinking oh, that was that was great. That went really well for both sides. And then I'm told afterwards, like, wow, you eviscerated that human being. So that says more about you and your ability to read situations and people than anything else. <laughs> oh, I like her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Probably. So your read on the situation was different than his. Oh, yeah. So wait, I've started this program called Adopting People, people from Mule Design to Norway. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. And it's going really well so far. Uh, so Mike was in Norway at Webdagene in October. That's how we met. That's how we met. At Webdagene. A big conference in Oslo. Uh, and it's a great conference. Yeah. It's uh, done by NetLife Research. Let's give them a little shout out. Where I work. And two weeks ago, I organized a conference in Bergen called Stormkust. And uh, you came to speak there as well. What was it called again? Stormkust. Was it again? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no two, two is enough. Uh, and basically what we were doing there is trying to teach you something about the Norwegian spirit, the Norwegian soul, uh-huh. apart from the fact that we were happy that you came to speak at our conference. Oh, I was so happy to be there. And so we're, I, I'm trying to like get you to understand that most Norwegians are cold, introverted, under-socialized people. Uh, they're fragile, they're sensitive, and it's going to take a lot less than you think to make them feel bad. Mm. Uh, and so... My goal you, is never to make anyone feel bad, I by know the that's way. Never Can we all goal. agree on that? 
It's almost we can never. agree on that. Almost never. Okay. Yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have good intentions, Thank but you. I also know that you, uh, you have a, an, uh, you're very self-aware about how you are perceived and how you want to be perceived. So it's e- very easy for you to 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 be that guy. Okay. And I think that's a good thing. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so having you read these. Uh, these Norwegians the right way is is, is is turning out to be a more difficult task than I imagined. <laughs> uh, but I think, uh, you know, within two to five years, you'll hmm. be pretty good at two it. Two to five? Yeah. Okay. So this is a long-term plan. It's a long, it's an investment. Okay. And, so what is it, what is it about, um, about Mike that uh, Norway needs? Like why, why that's a bring great him into question, the culture? William. Exactly. No, great I, question. <laughs> Tap yourself on the shoulder there. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> the one that hurts. <laughs> well, I think what Norway needs that Mike has is a good kick in the ass. I think uh, we are so diplomatic and consensus seeking. Well, then you can't get mad at me for doing it. Which is, I'm the one who wanted you to come. So I think <laughs> it, I, I'm also partially re- responsible here. And I, I will, I will still hold, hold, like insist that we need this, which is why we're going to continue. Okay. To, to have you, uh, be involved in, in this discussion, changing the Norwegian people. Um, but I think, uh, I think in general, we, like, the Norwegian economy has been so stable and isolated and safe beautifully so for decades and we've insisted on underinvesting in, in in innovation entrepreneurship and all the things that creates a, a broader diversity a broader portfolio of um economy and market players uh, and we've done we've done so for so long that we today are facing a situation that is brutal to to the future that we're going into because we don't know now how to continue to create value within our, our national markets. Mm-hmm. More simply said, you ran out of oil. We ran out of oil. And that's a huge problem. And now we got a country not really knowing what to do with uh, with the rest of our resources. We're, so we're looking everywhere to find that. Mm. And I think, and, and I know we will find that. I think we're, we're a capable country like that. We're small, we're nimble, we'll, we'll be fine, I think. But that requires us to now be able to wake up and see that we need to be a little bit more bold in our decisions mm-hmm. uh, and and try to take like not be so risk averse try to try to see opportunities elsewhere uh, and not to say that that's necessarily you know what the themes of the of the of the talks that you're giving but it's it's partially that and it's partially the energy of wake the fuck up so, awesome. So when you run out of good stuff, call Mike. <laughs> well, it's an inflection point. Yeah. And, and you are a decisive person, let us say. Yeah, in some things. You're like sure. the fixer of design. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, I, I also find it really interesting that you um, are taking on, I mean, you know, whether or not you consider this to be entirely on your shoulders, such a huge a huge task or like a huge goal to work for as like revitalizing a country. Like that's a lot to <laughs> it's a small country. It's a small it's country, a small country, but it's a lot to take on. And I think it's interesting that, that you think that you find value over here enough to uh, enough to um, get towards that goal. Well, I think firstly that um, this is a, hugely collective and tremendous task to to and problem to even try to tackle i think i work in a ux studio in bergen that's just a point of departure that i have uh, i can only do so much from there but it's a beautiful opportunity to to work with a broad set of industries a broad set of businesses of different sizes and complexities and uh, maturity with regards to where they are in facing the challenges that are pretty universal uh and so of course, it's a, it's a, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fix that myself. But I think this is a, a coming here uh, will give us the opportunity to see how other markets have been able to create growth quickly and interestingly. But that is not to say that we should come here and 
see it as a plug and play thing, but it's because it's never going to be that way. And I think that's something that I've tried to to repeat a lot to 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 the people kind of you know, do, doing similar things like traveling to get inspiration. I think we need to be very aware of the local contingencies that allowed this to happen here. I think we're a case study on what not to do. And Ooh. I said that yesterday morning. I said mm. that to the entire group. Silicon Valley? Yes. Okay. We started with a culture of innovation and uh, entrepreneurship and just, just being able to do stuff, which was great. And we wrecked it. We totally wrecked it through greed and lack of concern for communities and not giving a shit about the environment that we lived in and not having an ethical grounding in our responsibility to the world at large. We took what was a, was, was a good, positive thing about this area at this point in time, and, and we wrecked it. We had an opportunity to do good. We had the resources to do good. We had the goodwill, and we had the, we had the cash. And we were a case study in failure. And I would say, I, man, I have two thoughts on this. So one is, I think that's the history of the Bay Area, though, right? Like, we came here, we were, yeah, boom and bust. We were, like, originally settled by the Spaniards who had no intention of doing good. Oh, they're terrible. Then we had the gold miners who just <laughs> came to try to, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the gold miners who came and all they wanted was money. They were here for greed. They destroyed the environment destroyed the bay like that's just kind of like our culture and that's the history of the bay area that's just how it goes um but i also do think that everyone ah, 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 wait i have a second thought i'm agreeing with you go steph go <laughs> um i was reading this article in city lab about um reno nevada right now Tesla's opening a factory out there and they're already having the same housing problems that we're having like they're knocking down motor hotels where people are living mm -hmm. weekly and building like super premium condos so it was going into how to prevent the same housing crisis that we're having in the bay area as tech is moving to nevada mm -hmm. so people are really aware that this was not a great thing mm. like in, in terms of greed yeah, it's out there. And, but I think what the difference between at least these two markets that is really defining of the culture that exists here and in Norway, for that matter, is the frequency between these busts and booms. I think they happen more frequently and re which requires the ecosystem around it to rebuild, revamp, change, alter, adapt. And that fosters a completely different mentality towards change uh, in organizations, towards adaptivity in the marketplace, and probably also down to a personal level, you know, always constantly adapting to new uh, opportunities. And I think that's where Norway has been, ha has both had the, the privilege, but also now we're seeing the liability of stability for such a long time. Uh, and that's about to change. And that's super interesting. And that, that creates a, a tremendous opportunity to look in new directions. But I think our challenge is, is also dominantly uh, culture-oriented, culture-based. Uh, and that's, that's where I see this area as having an advantage. Unfortunately, that's also non—you can't trans translate that into something that we can use. But we can know that, uh, that, that we, we now have an explanation, at least to, to some extent, to why things are the way it, they are at home. And we need to see we, how we can change that. And that's also why I, I think we need some— some punches to the gut, mm -hmm. and we need to encourage a different kind of pace and pace of change because that's what we, what we're seeing everywhere. But at the same time, our capability of adapting to them is is not very impressive. So that's kind of where we need to be flexing our muscles, like our adapt adaptive muscles, more than more than anything else right now. I'm excited. What excites me about Norway is the the idea of taking the good stuff that's happened with innovation and technology and the history of Silicon Valley and putting it in a place that's wired differently, a place that's wired Scandinavian socialist country. I want to see what happens in an, when you take all of this into an area where people actually care about the community they live in, yeah. because I don't think that's here and where people's brains are wired to think, you know, more collectively and to think of, of a social net which we've totally destroyed beyond repair in San Francisco. 
and yeah, I mean beyond repair. We're, we're San Francisco should just be cut off the cut off of California and set loose <laughs> in the ocean, which by the way is covered in plastic. I think you just done a tear now. Yeah. Oh come on, man! Well, this is what, yeah. what do you want from me? If the big one happens, we're gonna break free anyways. So. That's true. I'm not sweating it. So, is there is there anyone in Norway that um, doing these things now? Is there anyone who gives you hope for for changing the way you think that um, the country and the market needs to change? Oh, definitely. I think there's a lot of great tendencies towards you know the startup movement is is growing up absolutely that gives me hope what i need to be seeing more but that i'm seeing the contours of now is also attitudes in the big established established businesses gravitating towards a different mindset mm -hmm. because i think the norwegian market will continue to be densely populated by few large corporations and i think what we need to be seeing is that the the mentality of the people running those businesses, that they shift towards a more, I guess, I don't want to say user-centric, because that means so many things, but <laughs> like acknowledging the fact that you, as a business owner, are 100% depending, depending on your users being happy with what you provide them with. And and there are so many ways of, of doing that, and there's so many ways to be bad at it, and we see that all the time. And I think creating just a little bit more realistic and responsible corporations in Norway is, that, is what I want to be seeing. And there are a million ways of, of doing that by technology, by digital advancement, by, by breaking them down, by pulverizing them and having them uh, not be so powerful in in and of themselves, but rather just distribute the powers a little bit more and create a different kind of ecology for competition. You know, there are many ways of, see, of, of that to be happening, but I am hopeful and I am optimistic also because I know that I'm responsible for that myself. And so are my colleagues and so are my, and so are everyone in my community. And I think we have a great sense of collective responsibility in a way that's going to be our insurance in this. I think that is too embedded to ever break and and that that gives me hope that's rad i i love your use of the word ecology to imply that this isn't just about uh, bringing your own success but also to ensure the success of the collective it's interesting that our cultures are in the opposite point from one another where you have this sense of ecology but not the sense of innovation and we have a total sense of innovation but no sense of ecology and i hope that there's hope for us too I don't think it's true that they have no sense of innovation. Okay, no, not no sense of innovation, but you know, like we a, are exaggerating here. Yeah, I also don't think it's true that we have no sense of ecology. I mean, we haven't we have enough sense of it to be frustrated that we don't have more. That's true. That's true. Some of us, <laughs> right? I mean, we're not we're not like sociopaths. Not all of us, right? Luckily. So where else has the tour gone? It's been all around. It's been in Oakland. It's been to Palo Alto. So we're we're doing we're we're checking all the boxes. Yeah. But is are there plans to check out any other places besides Silicon Valley? Not for this trip. But I mean on 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 future trips. Future trips, sure. We want to we need to be checking out every place that has the potential to make us stronger and and make more informed choices about how we run our businesses. So yeah, I think uh, we want to go wherever the good stuff is. And who's who's footing the bill for all this? Well, we're all pitching in, uh, so we're all paying our for our trip, and I think most of us are sponsored by the companies that uh, we work at. So that, this to me is amazing. You've got different companies who have joined forces, and they're working together to get better collectively. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that would never happen here. Maybe. I hope it can. Has it? Can you think of an instance? Not so much. Yeah. And another thing about that is uh, the group contains mostly competitors, really. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and it, I, I, I've never thought about that being a special trait in any way until I come here and, and everyone goes like, what? Yeah, because every, I mean, everybody here who's, who considers themselves a competitor is trying to get a leg up on somebody else. So if they can learn something that their competitors don't know, great. Why, they're not going to share it. And even, you know, for all our talk about, you know, open source thinking and all, I think it's bullshit. 
The only example I can think of of seeing that kind of thing around here is conferences in which, you know, different companies who are competitors will sponsor the same or they'll send speakers and it'll all be, you know, like that's a, that's a knowledge sharing kind of environment, but that's not, you know. Yeah. But even, even, I mean, that's, that's like the, the, the public venting space for, yeah, we're collaborating, but even (laughs) in spaces like that, when, when you run into, you know, you get like three people from three different small design studios together and they, they start running, they start walking in a circle, sniffing each other's butts, <clears throat> like trying to get like secrets on each other and shit. It's weird, <laughs> but it's true. Are, are you part of that? Oh, of course. I disseminate so much misinformation when I go to conferences <laughs> about what we're doing so much. I th- maybe it's different as an employee. I just go and drink a bunch of beer and write a bunch of notes. Sure. That's about right. I don't take any notes, but I do drink. And I trade stickers with people. You're you're a nicer kind of of a San Francisco resident. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go back to design thinking. Let's. Because I think this is a scourge that that we need to rid the world of. And um, the Norwegians were really into it. Like they were. Yeah, they, it's like when you discovered something religion. new, right? It, you're, and you're all excited about it. And I, I understand that. I understand completely why the the enthusiasm that they that they. Well, you um, came here with that enthusiasm, right? Like you didn't discover that phrase here. No, not at all. Even though it is here, it's here, and and that's part of the reason why the group decided to want to be here as well to, to get to the roots, right? So, what does it mean? Design thinking. Yeah. To me, it's just about solving problems well and design thinking it to me is is without meaning in and of itself because design thinking is completely uh based on the receiver the receiver of that term i don't think it has any value to the person doing the design i think it has a if anyone it's valuable to it's valuable to the person buying the design services mm-hmm. so Let's 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 be honest with our listeners here. We've had many conversations about this, mm. and we agree on it, mm. right? Mm. You're okay saying that. I, I'm okay saying that. We agree that this is not a thing. It's not a thing, and okay. I realize now that I just tried to make it a thing by answering your question. <laughs> no, but I, I w- w- the reason I'm saying this is is I don't I I don't want this to sound like I'm asking you to defend something that I know you don't agree with. That's fine. I'm just asking for for your take on it. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think to me it it's something that I've never applied. I've never told any of our clients that we do design thinking. To me it's an integral part of doing design work, which means you care about the user, you care about the stakeholder, you talk to them, and you do so before you solve the, you start trying to solve the problem. And you do so because it's cost efficient because that allows you to work on a problem that you understand instead of going directly into production later on and and doubling the price of that project. That just sounds like design to me. Exactly. And it's common sense. Yeah, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure why we needed a new phrase for that. Neither do I. And I think I know. I but I think it's here, here's what here's what's frustrating me. Why is it being adopted by so many people as this this new magical thing? To to defend the people who would apply this uh, as a part of their work, I think the reason for it is that all of a sudden things that things that they thought they'd been doing for a while just had a name, and it had a name that was easier to convey to the buyers of those services. That, to me, is the only reason why you would be excited about it. It's marketing. It's marketing. It's marketing. All right. It's a brand. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But it's marketing sugar water. Okay. Yeah, soda companies do great. Yeah, I know. They sure do. Hell, for all I know, we're going to start putting that in our proposals in a couple months. Well, charging twice as much. That that's the thing. If you can do that, and it's it means the same thing, then why not charge twice as much? <laughs> yeah. and call it a different thing. Yeah, it's a well designed choice. Yeah, I would say so. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, you're going to Norway. Yeah, I'm going to Norway. Let's talk in about the that. Okay. 
uh, I submitted a proposal to CSS Conf Norway. Steph actually texted me like the day that the proposals were due. And I think I had been out the night before and I woke up at like 1 p.m. And I uh, took like 20 minutes, typed up a proposal, sent it out. And then I got chosen to speak, which is crazy. That's awesome because I think my text read something like, oh, you probably don't have time, but this seems like right up your alley. It was, apparently. <laughs> well, congratulations. That's great. Thank yeah, you very congratulations, much. Congratulations, Liam. Thank you. This I've... is your first international talk, right? <gasps> this is my first. Other th- the, uh, the only other... Um... So I've done two talks, basically. One was on accident at um, Camp Sass a couple years ago. It turns out that I knew something Camp that, Sass. that someone like didn't Camp mention, Sass. and so I did five minutes unscripted about it. And then nice. the other one was that Dear Design Student thing we did at Creative Mornings, which was just answering questions. So this is the first time I have to like Yeah, but I, car- I carried you for that. <sighs> oh, my God. You always take wow. credit. He's, he's, this is Mike. We, this, we, okay. Look, you, you come here and you, and you see this and it's like, oh, like, look, like, you know, like it's the, it's the fun designer zoo and you get to see Mike and he's all, Rawr. but you, I live in the cage. I live in the cage. This is what happens all the time. Always. God damn it. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, I have to, I have to prepare. I have to prepare. Of like course you have to minutes. prepare. You're going to do magnificently. You're going to oh, be wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, you're going to do great. I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that it's going to go fine. But I'm you know working on stuff and trying to prepare. I've actually never been off of this continent, so it's going to be interesting. Fantastic. It'll be my third country. Will you do a tour? Uh, a tour of Scandinavia. What? I don't know um, if I can find the cash and the time to do so. Be nice. You should. I'm excited to see Norway. I've heard a lot of great stuff about uh, Oslo, where I'm going. My lady friend is a, um, she works with animals part-time, and she has told me to go find reindeer, because apparently there's reindeer. It's probably going to be on your plate. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's fine with me. For I will not take a picture of that for her, though. You're gonna, you can eat whale, too. I'm going to eat whale? Is that accurate? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Whale? What does whale taste like? Yeah. It's it, 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 uh, it's gamey. It's mm. it's and it looks like meat. It looks like beef. Okay, and it just has this tint of like salty fish. It's weird. It sounds great. Whoa. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but you you need to check that box too. Sure. Can't, yeah, I'll try can't it. Go, out. Can't go home without eat without the ocean that. beef. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, uh, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that. <laughs> Is it disgusting? I think it's. I think it does not taste well. But, okay. You know, mm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm weird. You guys nail breakfast, though. We're very good at breakfast. Norwegian breakfast is the best. Please tell me about breakfast. All right. So there's like 47 different kinds of fish. Okay. And like 18 kinds of cheese. Okay. And this, what's that bread? Like that weird dark. Bread. Rye. Rye bread. That's just Ooh. rye bread? Uh, so we don't do the rye do bread something... like the Danes, because it, which is like almost black rye bread, but we do a lighter kind with like a nice crust. It's like super inside. dense and moist, though. Dense and moist. Dense and moist. <laughs> Why? Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. I think breakfast is the best meal there is, and I'm very excited to eat it. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess what else should I know? About, about do, Norway? Yeah, like, is there anything, like, what should I do? Like, okay, is there anything I should know about about being um, me and coming from this culture and going over there? And uh, is there anything I should specifically know about Oslo? Firstly, Norwegians love Americans. They we do? think you guys oh. are great. Oh. Because you're, like, you represent the things that we want to be. Mm-hmm. With, with That's so sad. With no, no, <laughs> I mean, socially, we're like, you talk to one another. You seem so polite and nice. And we're polite and nice, but we just don't talk to one another so much. So people will be happy, like excited to see you and talk to you. They're going to want to learn about you and your life and everything you do. You were the only person in Norway who talked to me. Is that so? Yeah. You know, I was paid to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Are you sure you don't want to stay? Yeah, stick around. <laughs> But I was very glad I did. Okay. 
so that's nice talk but, to but hey but that's actually a good point because mm-hmm. we don't we don't have a culture of going up to someone we don't know and introducing ourselves and saying asking how it's going or mm-hmm. engaging them in any kind of conversation i think so i think you know do me a favor and and be your be your extroverted american self and talk <laughs> and talk to the norwegians cuz they they, pro- they probably won't be so good at coming up to you okay all right. I might move to Norway, you guys. Yeah, I know. What? I'm just like, this sounds so nice. No one will talk to me. <laughs> oh, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The boys in Norway. What about the boys in Norway? I've heard stories about the boys in Norway. What about the boys in Norway? Not so socialized. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so the whole under-socialized thing, I think that goes across the board. I think um, we're not, like, you wouldn't find, that. well, let's just say. The, okay. gen- the gentleman of Norway. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this sounds like the worst strip club. <laughs> the, the gentleman of Norway? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're few and far between. Also, stri- Thor- speaking of strip clubs. Thor's strip hammer clubs, room. <laughs> we have one in our apartment building or in our, in our office building, mm-hmm. which is so much fun for parties. Yeah. Okay. And, and taking the elevator. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, I could see that. Actually, we have a different elevator, so we only hear them giggling. That's there's a lot of giggling. Creepy, actually. Yeah, <laughs> pretty creepy. Disembodied giggling <laughs> in the elevator. You know, we don't see their faces too often. <laughs> okay. So would I have to punch the men of Norway? Is that what it is? If you would, that would be fantastic. Okay. Okay. I try on a regular basis to do that, but it doesn't seem to help. Mm. It needs to happen on scale. Okay. Really. I thought you were going to say on stage. No, but I that can do too. that. Some some live punching. I could punch someone on stage. At a CSS conference? Sure. Do you want that in your talk? Like you could line up a bunch of men behind you and I could just punch them as well, you spoke? Well, actually, Mike tried to fire the entire room that he oh, spoke to. That's not this what was happened. that talk. At, that's not what happened. Uh, unaware of the fact that it, that's impossible in Norway. So, okay, so so let's talk about that. What do you mean impossible? You can't fire people in Norway. What? How? You can't. What if they suck? They get to stick around. Weird. What yeah. if they're drunk all the time? They get uh, to stick around. They do, yeah. Huh. It's, that's social democracy. This is it's the dark side safe. of socialism. Strong unions. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, very safe. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mike comes with this talk, the entire thrust of which is, <laughs> I will fire you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I fixed it though. I I I took that out. What is it? What does it say now? It's all about supporting people and oh. asking for asylum. That's yeah. the that's a different talk. It's a different talk. That's a I different know. talk. But like your your question or your, to directly to the audience has been that. That's the guns and Trump talk. Exactly. Oh. I don't think I've seen that one yet. It's nope. a, it's nope. a good talk. Is it? Thank it's you. A, it's okay. a great talk. I'm excited to see that. He won. He won? Yeah. Won I what? I did win. What'd you win? The conference. You can win a conference? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could win anything, Liam. Holy shit. Everything is competitive, Liam. Better wow. up your game. Oh, my God. All right. I hope I win my conference. I'm sure you will. You're a mule. Thank you. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> we win. Uh, super. Yeah. Okay. We don't place or show, buddy. We I don't win. Know what that means. Win R- place race horse. Seriously, is it race horsing? Your I don't dad know never is. took no, wait, you to, no. to the horse races as a kid. My dad likes baseball. How, what? Did, how did you spend Easter? <laughs> <laughs> there were eggs. Have you guys gone over to Golden Gate Fields? No. It's dollar parking, dollar admission, dollar beer, dollar hot dog. I was really hoping hot dog was going to be at the end of that yeah. list. It's for all the losing horses. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're so twisted. <laughs> I just have a nice $6 day at the Google. <laughs> how long how much longer are you here in our in our fine country which is going to shit? I'm here till uh, Sunday. A couple more days. So there's time for more bacalao, more tiki bar, and just to <sighs> mention a few of the activities that Mike's uh been so kind to engage with me and my crew. And so last <laughs> night, last night we we went from the Norwegian consulate's home to the Tonga room. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I found out that Norwegians love to dance to Billy Joel music in a tiki bar. Oh my God. Like right? they were tearing it up. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen people so happy. <laughs> That's really odd. They were free. <laughs> <laughs> they free. were tearing it up. Free, free from and what? Tipsy. Yeah. Oh. They were tipsy. Mm -hmm. And then we left the Tonga room and we went to the grub steak. Nice. It was, it had to have, if you're going to grub steak, it had to be. 2-ish a.m.? Something like that. You yeah. don't go to grub steak early. No. And you were promising Portuguese transvestites. Were there any? Only one. And <laughs> and you did say plural. We were all I did. we were I did. so disappointed. I did. But the bacalao was good. It was good. It had that the that healing uh greasy soaking property. Yeah. That you need after a night at the Tonga room. I think, sure. it, I think it saved our life today. I think it did. I really, yeah, I don't think I would have gotten out of bed today without it. So Smugglers is opening in a few minutes. I'm thinking uh, Specs. Specs, come on, Smugglers is the better tiki bar. We just did a tiki, you can't tiki, you can't bang bang a tiki bar. Okay, no, okay, here's my plan. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> We're going to three-way the tiki bars. What you is that? You made it worse. We're you somehow make... <laughs> made it worse than bang bang. That's. I'm just stuff made it worse, Monette. Um, oh my God. <laughs> go on. Okay, smugglers tonight. Tomorrow, after the Draplin opening, we go to Pagan Idol, the new one on Kearney by our office. I would like to go to that. Three up. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. I have had. I'm feeling great, you guys. <laughs> I, I think that. Sound I've, great. I've probably had more rum while hanging out with Steph than I have. And any, like, for the rest of my life combined. Oh, Benihana. Yeah. Then we go to Benihana. Steph loves Benihana. We can't take people to Benihana. <laughs> we have to take people we to Benihana. We can't. Shramps. No. Steph's, no. Steph signed me up for the uh, Benihana birthday club so that so that I would get a coupon on my birthday. I received an email that said, hey, thanks for signing up. And I look over and Steph's like, <laughs> Teppanyaki. Because our birthdays are a week apart, so we had a joint birthday party where the whole dev team aged up like a racehorse. <laughs> I love that you have so many racehorse metaphors. <laughs> Similes? Similes. Oh, God, you're like one of those weird 80s toys that learned how to talk, come to life, and freaking me out. <laughs> I'm Chucky. You are, you're Chucky. <laughs> This devolved. No, bride, your bride of Chucky. Oh, I love Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Oh, that's who that is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. This devolved quickly and weirdly. Yeah. Uh, year, you know, I tried putting together a podcast for us where we were talking about international themes. Yeah. And large, you know, design and, and, and an intellectual discussion about design, mm -hmm. which in 40 minutes turned into Bride of Chucky. Is there anything we missed? This is why we can't have nice things here. I'll also point out that you took it to Bride of Chucky. I did That's not. True. I did not. You said Chucky. You said weird 80s doll that freaks you out. I was just taking a shot in the dark. Okay. It is dark. It's dark in here. We talked about design stuff for a bit. We did talk about design. This has probably been the like most on on task podcast we've ever recorded. <laughs> it had a task. Yeah, <laughs> talk about design a bit. All right, good. Guru, mm -hmm. thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. It's been you're going to hit this. You're hitting the speaking circuit soon, correct? You yeah, are. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I had my debut two weeks ago at Stormcast. Yeah. With the good help of of Mike as my my coach. I had no idea what she said, by the way, because she did the whole talk in Norwegian. Mm. But she was nice enough to explain it to me beforehand. Yeah, oh, it, was, nice. it, it was a good exercise. And yeah, I'm going to want to be doing a lot more of that. Cool. Cool. You should. You absolutely should. Yeah, I, I yeah. hope we uh, get you in town again for that. Oh, for sure. We we have conferences. Yeah. We do have conferences. Yeah, creative mornings. You got all kinds of stuff. You should do a creative mornings. Yeah. I'm stopping by for one of those if I can. Awesome. All right. Nice. For sure. How we do today, Seven? We got a thumbs up from Seven. That's good. That's all we can really hope for. Sometimes he talks. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Is there room for me to add that Norway is not a terrible place? I don't think anyone here said that Norway was a terrible place. Nope. Make it sound pretty great. I, yeah. I might have insinuated 
that it's crap. And it's not. It's a wonderful place. In the same way that your place is wonderful. And I think, you know, the only thing that we need to bear in mind that every uh, you need to you take the, to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we need to be reminding ourselves when we when we travel and when we learn. As a two-time yeah. visitor to Norway, I heartily recommend it. It is a beautiful place. The people are friendly. If you might have to make the initiative, but once <laughs> once you do that, they're incredibly friendly. They're nice. They'll show you all of the cool stuff they have. They're very proud of their country and they should be. It's a great place. Oh, and get a sweater while you're there. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. You got to get a sweater. I'll get a sweater because it's cold or a sweater because we make nice sweaters? Because you make great sweaters. Oh, yeah. I want a sweater. Yeah. Yeah. All your photos looked beautiful from a few weeks ago. Right? It's just gorgeous. And they, they hardly captured the natural beauty that I was looking at. Mountains. Mountains. Mountains, that, that's glaciers. What you need to, that's what you need to be checking out when you're there. Okay. Don't come back until you've climbed a mountain. <sighs> I'll do it. Good. Ooh, we'll climb a mountain. Awesome. Well, great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for uh, thank you for telling us about your beautiful country. We are inspired by your uh, hope and drive. Yay! Yes, and I uh, I hope that we can match the verve with which you hope to improve your community. Thank you. I'm sure you'll do excellently. I'm sure we will. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Goodbye, everybody. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you soon on Let's Make Mistakes. Peace. Bye.